TC. And we are here back again to cover some of the most trending topics in the United States today. Coming, giving to you some of the best topics to talk about today and letting you know what's really up and giving you our thoughts and our opinions. If you would, please give us a like. Please give us a subscribe. Give us five stars on your apps, whether you be on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Leave us a good review. Leave us some positive feedback. And we certainly appreciate you coming along on the journey with us. How you doing, Lance? Doing good, man. How are you? Man, I am so blessed. I am blessed to be alive. I'm happy where I am right now in life. Things aren't perfect, but they are very good. And I could not complain. Can't complain at all, man. Amen. So, Lance. Yes, sir. You know, we started, we've been trying to get to this show all weekend. It's uh currently yeah. today that we're recording this episode. I'm going to give you the time stamp, just the time stamp. This is February 1st, and the current time is 7.52 p.m. We've been trying to record this show since Friday, and it's currently Tuesday. And to be honest, I'm glad we didn't because we were going to do a Royal Rumble review. We're going to do a preview first. Yeah, we're going to do a preview first. And then we're going to do a live. Yeah, we, we thought about, okay, let's do it like they used to do it on the WrestleCast. We were going to record the show live as we were watching so you get our real-time reactions. And I had some family and uh, some important stuff going on here in my house. Lance, didn't you have something? I had a dinner I had to go to, yeah. And so we said, forget all that. And as it turns out, I mean, the it really wasn't a Royal Rumble that was worth reviewing. No, no, not really, not at all. No, nah, no, nah, the women's match, uh, women's match was impressive. I was very pleased with the women's match. There were some good matches. The men's match was, meh. the men's match was like, okay, y'all should have just been like, we're just gonna put, we're just gonna put uh, Brock Lesnar in WrestleMania. Who yeah. cares? No need for a bonus episode on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so normally those are bonus episodes, so we decided not to do that. And then we decided, hey, let's let's just do um let's just record a regular show. And we were talking about doing that last night. Yeah. And then things came up again. <laughs> yeah. And then today we said, okay, well look, we'll just record today. And boy, am I glad we were all recording today. <laughs> Because business definitely picked up, man. Man, what a difference a day makes. <laughs> Truly does, man. You got everything that's going on with the, uh, in the, you know, Tom Brady retired yes. from the NFL today. And that's not even the biggest story in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Because fit has definitely hit the sham. <laughs> it has hit the shan in the NFL. <coughs> Excuse me. Brian Flores. Yeah, man. This dude has sued the NFL, and apparently, we can all thank Bill Belichick for basically snitching and telling, spilling all the tea that led to Brian Flores. <coughs> Excuse me, Flores getting this lawsuit on. And dropping his lawsuit, and he got receipts, bro. Yeah, and it's not just it's not just uh, Belichick. There's other there's other things involved, like tanking games and. Yeah, man, it's a lot going on. Yeah, and 
We're There's a lot of allegations. Yeah, man. We got to break this thing down. There are things that are going on with some other current events. And we're going to break it all down for you today. That and more as soon as we come back. All right. So I went and I've gotten my water because I know you heard me cough just a second ago. Went and got my water. Got to stay hydrated. Got to stay hydrated at all times. <laughs> So let's get the least important stuff out of the way. Okay, Tom Brady retired. Yeah, Could you ever imagine a day where Tom Brady would retire and that's not even the story that matters? Uh, honestly, I'm not I w I'm not that big on retirements anyway, so it's like, okay, yeah. So who's going to take his yeah, spot? It's, it's Brady, though, man. The dude gave... Yeah. I mean, just think about it. 20 years ago, almost probably... This week is when the Patriots won that Super Bowl, um, won that first Super Bowl, his first Super Bowl. So we're 20 years removed from it now. And, of course, that makes a lot of us feel a lot older yep. than we felt before hearing that news. But, yeah, it's real. It, that was 20 years ago, a very long time ago. Well, may not feel that long ago, but, yeah, it's been 20 years since that happened. And we're now at a day where we're looking back at that. And the NFL has changed so much since that day. And those first, I'm going to be honest with you, those first couple of Super Bowls, you know, it almost felt like they won in spite of him. <laughs> and it felt like the last one was kind of um, despite have, uh, in spite of him because, you know, he just wasn't the player that he was during his peak years. And it's crazy because it's almost like during his peak years is when they didn't win. <laughs> they yeah. won before he became truly great. And after he wasn't as great as he was in Tampa Bay. But I think what happened in Tampa Bay really, Lance, was that having Tom Brady gave that team a different cachet, and there were certain players that came there that really helped get them over the hump. Cause hump, hump rather. Because let's just be honest, when you look at it with Antonio Brown and the whole drama this year, once he left that team, you could really see the whole, there were holes that were on that offense because – Antonio Brown having Antonio Brown Gronk, uh, Chris Godwin, and and um, dog I can't even call um, Mike Evans on 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 the field. You really had to stay honest. You couldn't double team any one of those guys, and Tom Brady could just have a field day on you. Yeah, it's like pick your pick your spot. Yeah, but once once Godwin went down with some injuries. They didn't have Antonio Brown. I mean, we really could focus Antonio in on Brown those guys. The day I quit football, man, really, he just really quit on the job right there. Yeah, it's like, amazing. hey, man, we're done here. Done. And so we really didn't see the success. But I mean, I wasn't a huge Tom Brady guy, but you gotta respect him. He's got seven rings. He's probably gonna be considered the goat at the quarterback position, even though. He may not have necessarily, or we can't necessarily identify anything that he was specifically great at. He just won. Yeah. Man. Definitely had that winning thing down. Had it down, dude. <laughs> um, he he was the winner, and now we look at it. Um, even even the comeback that he just had, they didn't they didn't win the game, but it was he. They almost came back and won that that game, which would have been epic because there was a last the last weekend was just an epic weekend the weekend before last 
um, that he lost the game. That was an epic weekend of divisional playoff matchups. And this weekend is the, I guess we're two weeks away from Super Bowl. And man, yep. the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. That just sounds so weird. Yep. That is what's happening. Yeah, the Bengals, dude. Did Didn't you ever... see that coming. <laughs> You can't even. It's speechless. I mean, Joe Burrow. But I mean, it's all Joe Burrow, though. You can't. You can't deny this dude. What this dude and Jamar Chase have done. They got Joe Burrow. They found his college teammate, and I mean, Jamar Chase probably has had one of the greatest um, weekends. I mean, years ever, and as a rookie, and dude was just dominating. The league at the wide receiver position. Joe Burrow just has this moxie about him that makes it feel like, okay, Cincinnati can win this game. So I, I was totally shocked when they beat the Chiefs. And I still think Patrick Mahomes is probably injured. Yeah. So we'll see what comes out with that. I mean, a lot of breaking news that came out today, Lance. Let me tell you some things that have happened today that you might not have known about. So... Ric Flair is splitting up from his wife, Wendy Barlow. Yeah, I heard about that. After four years of marriage. This is probably Rick's, what, 12th marriage? Uh, I think this is only his fourth, actually. It's only, only his fourth. <laughs> it's only his fourth. <laughs> yeah, man. I think I it's only Marriage his just ain't for him. When he's, at, when he's not working and on the road, he just, the marriage thing is just not his well, bag. Well, I think it's the fact that when he is working and on the road, that's when it stops working. Well, I mean, he hadn't been working. Well, and he's been he's been at he's been at the ECW events, right? I don't know what he's. I mean, at, I'm sorry, the AEW events. I said nah, ECW. He, Dang, I'm going he back. might have been by one, but I don't think he's been at that many. Um, and then in other news, well, this has happened this weekend. I mean, the big news that Rihanna is pregnant. Oh, I did not hear that one. Yeah, Rihanna's pregnant by ASAP Rocky, and they're the. Black Twitter is just having a, there's just a big party in celebration of Rihanna. And some people are saying, we're never getting that Rihanna album again. I'm like, dude, Rihanna's a billionaire. You were never getting that album again anyway. Nah, man. Savage Fenty is, is they went from the makeup, then the lingerie. Oh, nah. What, what's she going to make an album for? Yeah. For who, for what? That's done with. Might get some special appearances just because you know, yeah. She want to do a music just just because she wants to do it, but you're not doing that. Um, you're not doing that. Um, man, it's being crazy though, man. Some things that are going on. Oh, dude. So, some other major news. Um, did you? Uh, you probably haven't seen this, but there's been this rise of book bands that are going on in schools right now. Oh yes, I have I have seen it. It's it's just crazy. Um and it's parents out like, here trying to create curriculum, I guess. They yeah. be banning stuff just like it don't even matter no more. If anybody has a problem with anything, it gotta yeah, go. There was this school that was trying to ban uh, I think it's in Tennessee somewhere that was they banned a book that was about the Holocaust. Yeah, the Muse or Muse mouse or, mouse or something mouse. like that. Yeah, um, there was there's a school in Tennessee that's trying to ban the Michelle Obama book. <laughs> what? Yes, they say it promotes reverse racism. 
Okay, now that's craziness. That's crazy. It, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so crazy that people are out here uh, saying just because they don't, they're trying to really be. It's almost like, you know, they talk about how um, that people that tend to swing on the Democratic side are becoming socialist. But, dude, you're betting books. <laughs> What what is more socialist than that? I mean, this is the start. This is how you start totalitarian regime regimes, yeah, yeah. and you know the whole thing with CRT is just is just ridiculous. They're acting like CRT is just this boogeyman coming to get them. I don't understand, bro. Like people are so stupid and malinformed. And the problem is, okay, you don't want you don't want your kid to know that grandma or grandpa was a racist. Well, grandma or grandpa shouldn't have been a racist. <laughs> it's just the truth, and the truth is going to come out. You want to be racist, but you don't want to be called out for it. That's what it really is. Yeah, and the fact is, is that the, the, they're probably still racist. That's that's the thing. It's like it's not like it's a past issue. Obviously. It, they are still racist and they just don't like looking at their own stuff. Yep. They just don't want to be called out on the carpet for it. Yeah. And people are, and that's just that they're, they're cowardly with their racism. If you're going to be racist, just don't be, don't be a coward about it. Call it, I mean, be, you, you're going to be what you are, be what you are. But when you act like that, you know it's not right. Maybe you should you shouldn't be that way. Yeah, that's that's all it really is, and it's crazy because this is the first day of Black History Month, man, and we got we we got to sit here and deal with this. Also, there's a big chance that we might see a Supreme Court nominee who looks like your auntie, looks like my mom, looks like my sister. Yeah, um, and they ain't a, happy about that either. They're not happy, and and that's what's crazy. You mean to tell me there've been just the history of the Supreme Court was old white men until yeah. what? Ronald Reagan. Until Ronald Reagan. Yeah. He nominated a woman, and he said he said basically the same thing that Joe said before he got elected. Once I get a seat open, I'm gonna put a woman in that seat. Yeah. And then, you know, you had Thurgood Marshall, then you had Clarence Thomas. So basically, we've only had two black men on the Supreme Court. We've had, I think <laughs> there's, um, let me see, Justice... Sotomayor? Uh, Sotomayor. She's a... Latina. She, she's a Latina. Does she have some... Does she have, Is she of Asian descent, too? I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. Don't yeah. quote me, but... yeah. Justice Sotomayor, let me see. And you you all hear me type in. Sonia Sotomayor, she is uh, yeah, she is I'm trying to see where her parents are. Uh no. She's the first Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And first Latina member of the Supreme Court, so she was of of Latin American descent. So, so yeah, you got the first Hispanic member, 
and then uh, the member of Latin descent. And now we're going to put a black woman on there. And people are having a fit talking about maybe they should be, that we shouldn't just discriminate against people. Excuse me, black women have been discriminated from the court since its inception. Yeah. So you are you is this really what we're doing? That's really what they want to do. Dude, it's ridiculous. I don't think I don't think Joe going to let them budge him on that, but we'll see. The problem is is getting there through the through the uh the the house and the Senate. Yeah, so maybe we'll see. I don't know if Joe Manchin um it seems like he's been voting pretty much in favor for and cinema have been in in favor for every supreme uh, every federal appointee they've put up, but there's a good chance that uh, we're gonna see some black women. I mean, Stacey Abrams' sister is in the finalists, and you know that being that she's uh, served here in Georgia, that's a that's a big uh, move for our state. We'd be so proud, even though I don't think that I don't think she's going to accept it. Well, no, no, I'm, I don't say I don't think she's going to accept it. I don't think she's going to get there. I think one of the other women considered will probably get it, but she's in the top five suggestions. Mm-hmm. But I just think maybe because of Stacey Abrams being her sister, um, Judge Abrams Gardner will um, have some difficulties and they'll probably try to f- push back even harder on her being nominated just because of who her sister is. So I don't. I think Which she's in I don't see what that got to do with anything, though. Man, Republicans hate Stacey Abrams. They act like she's yeah. the most evil woman ever. And it's all because they're scared she's going to become the next governor. And that has these little white racist um, <laughs> people shaking their boots. Mainly Brian K.K. Kemp. So, yeah. Um, that dude this is, is the worst. He is terrible. Dude. <laughs> dude is you change the the route. You got in power and you change the rules every election, so you can stay in power. You are literally the worst. Yeah, you are the worst. Is not even up for a debate right now. So, ma'am, speaking of all of this. Now's the time that we can get into the news of the day, which is probably the big, the, well, the biggest, the biggest sports news of the day. From one court to another. From one court to another, <laughs> or from the court to the field, because, well, no, this is a court because this exactly. court is definitely <laughs> going to court. That's what I was and saying. And it's probably going to be still in a federal court. So. <laughs> yeah, because this is a class action. This is a big, dude, class action. <laughs> Yes, so Brian Flores, I said his name terribly, Brian Flores, Flores has um, sued the NFL and three teams, the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Giants, and it is a lawsuit that he is alleging racism in the hiring process. I think I might see, let's just play this two-minute thing, and let's see how this goes. I have a clip here, and this clip is going to be from ESPN. I'm going to play the story, and I will insert it in here so you all can hear it. And then we will react to it. 
Breaking news as we welcome you back to NFL Live. Let's bring in Adam Schefter as you are seeing the tweet he just put out on the screen. Adam, what is going on here? What do we need to know? Laura, Brian Flores, the former Miami Dolphins head coach and his attorneys filed a lawsuit today in a court in Manhattan that alleges racism in hiring from the New York Giants, the Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos, and the National Football League. He is seeking unspecified damages for the process that is well spelled out in this lawsuit that was filed today. There are texts from New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick that are being used as evidence in which Bill Belichick congratulates, essentially, (laughs) Brian Flores thinking that it was Brian Dable and Bill Belichick then saying, I'm sorry to have gotten this wrong, but yes, I believe they're naming Brian Dayball as the next head coach when Brian Flores hadn't even interviewed for the job yet. And so this obviously is just unfolding now. It's a bombshell lawsuit. There are many accusations. This is going to have ripple effects across the league, and we'll see how this is handled. Now, Brian Flores was scheduled to interview for the New Orleans Saints head coaching job today. He was a finalist for the Houston Texans head coaching job. So this becomes really interesting now, and obviously uh, he has some strong accusations that he's mounting against the NFL, other teams in the league, but he is alleging racism in hiring. Yeah, I've read through the text messages just as people at home right now are probably getting this information as well. And Adam, just to reiterate that point that you made, the text that Brian Flores was receiving from Bill Belichick happened before Flores had even interviewed for the Giants job. And of course, Bill Belichick congratulating him, thinking he's texting Brian Dable, who ultimately was hired. I'm interested in following up on the beginning of the process here when we knew that there would be a a number of openings in the NFL for head coaching jobs. And we all said, including you, Adam, that Brian Flores would be top of the list for many of these teams. Now, if you think about the openings that are still available, those two teams that you just named there, and specifically the New Orleans Saints, Where do you think Flores falls in all of this now that obviously the bigger picture here is a lawsuit? Well, Laura, this is going to be interesting to see the effects that this lawsuit has on the hiring process. And clearly, Brian Flores had to think of all the fallout that would come with filing a bombshell lawsuit like this against the National Football League. Now, the National Football League has wanted Brian Flores to be hired as a head coach. At least we thought so prior to this lawsuit, but after something like this, when he's suing the league and all the teams in the lawsuit, clearly you would think, I'm not a legal expert, that that would jeopardize his chances at getting one of these jobs, but he had to know just what he was doing before he filed that lawsuit seeking unspecified damages from the National Football League and some of the teams in the NFL. Now, look, man. If you if you listen to that, um, if you look at the tech, and since then, there have been some screenshots allegedly released of the text messages, and I'm going to pull them up uh, when we pull up these text messages. I'm telling you, when when you read this, it's going to shock you, man. I don't know. Have you read them yet? Or have you heard them? Have you seen them No, I them haven't yet? read the actual text messages. Okay, let me see. See if we can find them. So they, this was released about an hour ago, right? 
Let's see. So, when was somebody? Dang, I gotta open this in my browser. Let's open this. So, here's a bit of what the text messages read. I'll read it. So, Bill Belichick sends a text saying, Sounds like you've landed. Congrats. Did you hear something I didn't hear? Brian Flores replied. And Belichick takes back Giants. And so Flores says, I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. He says, got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York Giant and NYG that you are their guy. Hope it works out if you want it to. That's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, Coach. Thank you. <laughs> so it must have, he, he texts back, didn't he say it? He probably said, wait a minute. Did Coach just say Buffalo? This is what he probably thinking in his head. So he texts back Bill Belichick. Coach, are you talking he said, to Brian Flores or Brian Daybol? Just making sure. And I quote, <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I quote from Bill Belichick. Sorry. I fucked this up. <laughs> I double checked and I misread the text. I think they're naming Debo. I'm sorry about that, BB. Brian texts back, thanks, Bill. Now, <laughs> I think he got that text message. I think they said, what, on a Tuesday? His interview wasn't even till Thursday. Yeah. Bruh. Bill Belichick spilled that tea. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think Bill Belichick did that on purpose? Being no, messy? Man. Or did no, he really mess I, that up, honestly? I, I think he honestly just did, don't put last names in his phone. Got the wrong <laughs> Brian. <laughs> got the wrong Brian. And then when he got called out on it, it was like, oh, shit. You know what? This, you know what this tells me? This tells me, number one, that Bill Belichick has been married and married for a long time before he ever started text messaging. Because this almost sounds like a dude who texts, who has a couple of girlfriends or a couple of girls he talks to named Kim or a girl who has a couple of guys with the same first name and texted the wrong guy with the first name. And then yeah. realize, ooh. That ain't him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That Bruh, ain't him. You, you got to mix up. Remember who your conversations and who you talking to. This is just like somebody uh, sending a message about somebody in the wrong group text thread and not yeah. realizing yeah. that you sent the text in the thread that that person is a part of that you're talking about. <laughs> uh, that's not gonna bode too well. If if Bill was younger, he would have he would have replied with new phone. Who this? Because <laughs> all of a sudden things got really yeah. awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got really man. I'm telling you, bro. This is this is almost like you know Bill spilled all the tea, and I don't think he meant to, but. All no, of a sudden, I think Bill that was, was a new folk hero, folk hero uh, in, in in certain circles. You know, I think Bill Belichick, you know, we, 
he might get invited to a couple of cookouts now. Yeah, he might get to the barbecue. Yeah, man. Like, things are looking out for Bill on this thing, man. He might be on our summer podcast. I'm just saying, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's looking good for him right now, man. For any of y'all that missed it, we did a barbecue podcast series. Yeah, the summer barbecue series was pretty dope, man. If you missed it, you really missed a good one. Go back and look at some of those. Matter of fact, I think the people that that listen to us probably do listen to that because that was our biggest podcast so far, um, part two with uh, Kevin Flaherty. that was that was a huge podcast for us. We're still grateful to Kev. We're gonna have him back to talk finance, man. You know he don't even um he stopped doing a lot of uh, content for his barbecue channel because he, he said it was just wearing him out. He kind of got burnt out, but he's still talking finance. So yeah, we'll talk to him that. soon. But uh, man, this thing is crazy because if you look at it, this he had an interview with the Saints that was coming up, and he probably tell you the truth. I'm thinking he was probably the best candidate available for that job. But when you look at all the hirings of the job, I think there were what, like six or Hold on, let me see. It was a dog. Let me see. It was eight let's, spots, let's right? Start, let's see. In the NFC um, East, it was the Dolphins because they, they fired him. So let's throw that one out. But the Texans job was open. The, Gi- the Giants job was open. Um, the Texans was open. The Bears was open. The Vikings was open. Um, and then I know St. Louis was open. Denver was open. So that's six right there. So, wait a minute. Am I forgetting one? No, that's my, seven, right? Let's see. Miami, of course, he wasn't getting that job. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. got fired from that. But if you discount that, you had in the, in the NFC East, you had um, New York Giants. In the NFC North, you had two teams with the Vikings and the uh, Vikings and the Bears. In the NFC South, Sean Payton just retired, pretty much. In the AFC South, you had the Texans. In the NFC West, we still don't know what Pete Carroll is going to do. There's rumors that this might be it for him, but in the AFC, in the AFC, you had the Raiders. And you had the Broncos. Now, yeah, so that's when eight. now the Broncos, when he didn't get hired for the Broncos, they hired the offensive coordinator from Green Bay. And people were like, well, oh, Flores didn't get that job. But, you know, people kind of explained it away because they're like, okay, uh, I guess, you know, I guess they're trying to recruit Aaron Rodgers. No surprise there. You know, you know that, that, sounds, that sounds about right. Okay, so we're not going to complain right there. Then... Josh McDaniels gets the Oakland job. Well, that was today. Yeah, that that seemed kind of weird because you know that that well we'll get to that one later. But when the Bears hired a defensive guy from the Colts, man, I'm gonna tell you the Colts they have a good defense, but nobody was talking about that dude. Nobody even knows that guy's name. Oh yeah, that was that. Yeah, it it was it was weird. Somebody's like, wait a minute, this is the guy you hire? You don't hire somebody on the offensive side? The defense was good. We need somebody that's going to work with Fields. They didn't hire Brian Flores, which was a shock. But for them to hire Brian Daybowl in New York, and then they already said, okay, we're going to hire this guy and still brought in Flores, I can see why he'd be offended. Yeah, and that's basically, I think that's where he's going with this. It's like, the practices are yeah. 
wrong. He said, yeah, the Rooney rule, and which which is an important rule, but the Rooney rule, basically what he's saying is people use that format, and they're going even against the spirit of rule. It's, they had to come up with that rule because they were getting sued last time. Yeah. So, but if you, you just made the rule to appease yeah. the, the the complaints. Yeah, it's just like a couple of years. It's like 10 years ago when you saw these head coaches in waiting. People would name a head coach in waiting to say, okay, this is going to be our next head coach. And it was almost like they were circumventing Rooney rules that way and just say, well, I want to hire who I want to hire. But the purpose of this is so you can get the best candidate and so you won't, buy, you won't discriminate against candidates that could be good for you to hire. Oh, I forgot the Jacksonville job, Lance. We forgot that one. Because Urban Meyer um, screwed that situation up. But there screwed is the a coach. rumor that Byron Leftwich will be, is their top candidate for that job. Byron Leftwich was the offensive coordinator, well, is the offensive coordinator in Tampa Bay under Bruce Arians. You know, he played for years in Jacksonville. So you can see why he would be a mm -hmm. candidate that they would be looking at in Jacksonville. But, you know, for years and years, for about two or three years, people have been saying, why isn't Eric Bien-Aimé, um being offered jobs? And now Brian Flores looked like, okay, this is the best. Everybody was saying Brian Flores, who took the Dolphins and had winning records with trash teams. Nobody thought these teams were good. Matter of fact, they went 1-7 and seven and came back and still finished. Um, they came back and I think they won... They went to like eight. They finished nine and eight. So he had a one and seven start and finished the season with a winning record. Got fired with a winning record. Yeah, and I thought I in, in my own in my own mind I thought that it would be more of a concern of the hundred thousand uh, dollars per loss game to be an issue, especially with like betting being more accepted these days. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, intentionally tanking. Yeah. So then there's an example of the lawsuit made additional claims. So check this out. And this is off of an article um, that um, the NFL teams, that this NFL team, the Dolphins. Let's talk about them. Yeah. And they said he dis disobeyed orders of Stephen Ross. The my um, the Miami Dolphins actually um, they they he um, that he accuses them of trying to recruit a current prominent quarterback in the 2019-2020 season that was a member of an NFL team, yeah. which is a violation of the league's tampering rules. I think there was also sure. one thing that said that he was That's on that. a yacht in 2020. That's that and Magic that, Johnson special. Let, let, let's not talk about who this quarterback is, though. And that said that the quarterback was on the eye and Flores refused to meet with said prominent quarterback. So in 2019, he wouldn't talk to that corner quarterback and he wouldn't meet with that quarterback while that quarterback was still on the contract. Would you like to take a wild guess at who this prominent quarterback could be, Lance? Um, Brady? Ding 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 ding. So basically, Ross was trying to get Flores, who had who is a a Belichick, a former Belichick assistant, to go and recruit Tom Brady, bro. Yeah. 
So, you can't tell me that that's going to hit the fan. That's going to be some... Like, furthermore, Brian is mad. He's spilling all the tea. Yep. He's telling all the business. And he is going to set the earth on fire. He's going... Somebody said he's going full scorched earth. And I'm, and I'm, I'm with him on this. Go ahead. Tell it all. Yeah, and at this point, it kind of puts a... A, a, a spotlight on everything else. So when mm-hmm. he does, when he does take that interview in 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 Texas, if it goes like really bad, mm-hmm. like if they start basically Kaepernicking him, it's like, yo, they only doing yeah, this he, because he really did. He really is sacrificing his career at this point. Yeah, if they start Kaepernicking him. Also, there was a there was an alleged um, there was allegations in this lawsuit that even when he met with the Broncos, that they were pretty much um, hung over. They had came in from a night of drinking and they weren't taking the interview seriously. Basically, yeah, he, that was it Elway. Was a, it was a it was a formality. And yeah. I'm looking up, I'm trying to find that part of the story because there's so many different articles. That's why if you hear me, it sounds like I'm shuffling around and trying yeah. to find it. I'm it's, trying to search through He, he basically these kept a diary. Because there's so, this, like I said, this is a 58-page yeah. lawsuit. And there's so much stuff in here that I have to like dig through it. I didn't even think we were going to get this far in the discussion. Yeah, so here he, it is. He kept a diary. Yeah. It, like <laughs> I, like, when yo. I say... He got receipts. Yeah, this dude yeah. got a whole. He got a, a short story, a journal. He got a whole book out here. Yeah. Yes, we can turn to the book of Flores, chapter. He he, he out here on that CPA five game. verse. <laughs> we in the book of Flores, chapter five, verse thirteen. I'm telling you, is <laughs> is that deep? So. He caught. He said that he said the John Elway's appearance during the Flores interview with the Broncos was an example of a team not having any intention of hiring Flores. Former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores alleged that then Denver Broncos general manager John Elway and other top team brass showed up completely disheveled to his coaching interview. The lawsuit. In the lawsuit, Flores alleges he was interviewed to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos in 2019 just to fulfill the Rooney Rule, which requires teams to interview diverse candidates for open positions. Broncos then-general manager John Elway, president and chief executive officer Joe Ellis, and others showed up an hour late to the interview, the lawsuit alleges. They looked completely disheveled, and it was obvious that they had been drinking heavily the night before. They was on the boat. Bruh. (laughs) It was cocktail hours. And they later hired Vic Fangio, who they just fired. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe yeah. if they had taken that interview a little more serious. Maybe if they had. They if wouldn't they, be here. Exactly. So we see here. Um, and let me tell you what else. When you see a guy like Josh McDaniels, who I mentioned earlier, get a job with the Raiders. The dude sucked at being the head coach his first time with the Broncos. Went over there to um, Bill Belichick. Went back to the Patriots. Was the offensive coordinator. And as a matter of fact, Got a job with the Colts, 
and then said, nah, I changed my mind. I think I just want to stick over, stay over here with the Patriots. Maybe at the time it was rumored that Belichick might be retiring in a year or two or something like that. And Belichick hasn't retired since then. But still, he had a coaching job and then changed his mind. And he's still being allowed to take other jobs. Yeah. So you don't mean to tell me. Do you think a black person would Something's ever. fishy. Yeah. And let's just be honest, man. Even but it's been fishy. Ranks, yeah. Black coaches, if you don't turn that thing around in year two, you ain't getting a year three. White coaches nope. get that year three almost no matter what. Steve Wilkes, um, I, I think that was his name. He got fired after one year. And that never happens. Dude had one year, bro. Let's see. Yeah, Steve Wilkes. One year. They had a three and thirteen record, and they fired him. Then what makes it so bad? You know who they? You know who the Arizona Cardinals hired after Steve Wilkes? Uh, uh-uh. I was I was about to say Charlie Strong in Texas and South no, 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 Florida. No. Okay. So so they hired um, next year. After hiring Steve Wilkes, you know they hire Cliff Kingsbury. Do you know where Cliff Cliff Kingsbury was right before the Arizona Cardinals? He was coaching Texas Tech. He was coaching Texas Tech where, let's look at his head coaching record. In college, his head coaching record was 35 and 40. Damn. He went eight and five his first year at Texas Tech. Four and eight the year after that. Seven and six, five and seven, six and seven, five and seven, and was fired. And do you know what he got rewarded with? First uh-huh. of all, he got signed. First of all, he had already signed a contract to be the um, the, the offensive coordinator at USC after he was fired. I think that was uh, December of 2018. Then the New York Jets and the Arizona Cardinals actually interviewed him to be a head coach. (laughs) After Dude could not win in college. His own alma mater fired him. And they hire him where? Where do they hire him? In the NFL as a head coach. The dude who was going to be the offensive coordinator for USC gets hired to be a head coach. You mean tell me that ain't white privilege? I mean, if it looked like a duck, quack like a duck, must be a duck. Yeah, and... They tried to block it, but, you know, the NFL just came a-calling. And now he's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Now, did they get to the playoffs this year? Yes. They went 5-10, and 10, then 8-8, eight and eight, and 11-6. But most of that is due to them having some guy named, I don't know, Kyler Murray. 
Then they went and they got uh they got Kyler Murray. And um they actually went and got a uh a decent wide receivers over there. I mean, but he, he has been considered a quarterback whisperer. So but even the quarterbacks he had, Baker Mayfield um played at Texas Twit, right? In 2013. Then he transferred to Oklahoma. Davis Webb. Played before losing his starting job. To Patrick Mahomes. So. He coached Patrick Mahomes. Right. Patrick Mahomes. Didn't look like Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. He was a good quarterback. But we didn't know he was going to be that. Now, yeah. did he have a terrible game Sunday? Yes. But Patrick Mahomes didn't look like what he was when he was at Texas Tech. Nobody thought he was going to be that. They thought he could be a pretty good quarterback. Nobody thought he was going to be this. Now, did Kyler Murray get the offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, uh, Kyler Murray looked amazing in college. If I'm not mistaken, he won the Heisman. Which yes, yep, he, did he did yeah. the year before. So he's not. It, it's not impressing me that okay he coached Kyle. They have Kyler Murray. I'm not impressed. So even if you look at even if you look at this year, yeah, they had the Arizona Cardinals had a great year. So, but when you look at the roster, I mean, they went and they signed. Well, Larry Fitzgerald retired. And when you look at this roster, they had A.J. Green, who came over. And then, let's, let's not forget. Let's not forget the final, when you look on the final roster. They had some guy, wide receiver. Um, hold on, this is my mom calling. Y'all give me uh, one second. Hey, mom, I'm recording my podcast. You're live. Say hey to my podcast universe. Say hello. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, mom. Can I call you back after I get through recording? Sure. All right, I love okay. you. Bye-bye. And my mom, that's her first time <laughs> on the podcast. So let's look at it. They, they somehow got Zach Ertz. They signed J.J. Watt. Um, when you look at the wide receivers the year before, somehow in a ridiculous trade, right? In a ridiculous trade, they got like the wide. They got DeAndre Hopkins, right? They traded. They got DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, basically for peanuts. Check this out. They got DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, who wasn't doing nothing, dude. They, I don't even know if David Johnson is still on the Texas roster. Well, I don't know if he'll be on there next year because that cupboard is bare in, in Houston. Nobody wants that job. That's why they hired a black guy in Houston because nobody else would take the job. The dude was like a special teams coach the year before. And then they, uh, it was David Cully. 
David Cully, the year before becoming, he was the assistant head coach, the wide receivers coach, and the passing game coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. And then he got hired as the Houston Texans head coach because, uh, you know, nobody wanted that job. And even if you look at the coaching career of Bill O'Brien, and Bill O'Brien's currently down there in uh, what we call Old Saban School. Um, he finished 0-4 the season before that. Uh, they had a terrible record, and the team was toxic. People just couldn't stand Bill O'Brien. And the Texans somehow managed to finish 0-14, I mean 4-13, without Deshaun Watson. They won four games. There is no reason that the Houston Texans should have won four games this year. David Culley somehow finished better than last in the AFC South with nothing. Literally. Yeah. There's nobody on that team right now. Everybody is deserting that team. Deshaun Watson didn't even step on the field. He probably hadn't even been to the facility. Basically, Deshaun said, you know what? I'll take this whole year off. I just ain't doing it no more. And I don't blame. And nobody here, Deshaun Watson, he's getting a lot of bad PR because of some things he's allegedly done in his personal life. But nobody is blaming Deshaun for saying, no, I'm not playing for y'all. Nobody. That's how bad that franchise is. And he... He somehow gets four wins. And his reward for that? Oh, you're fired. You're fired. Like anybody wants that job. Nobody wants that job and they fired their coach. Jim Codwell has, he got fired the year after he won. I think he had won nine or ten games that year. I think they finished nine and seven his last year in Detroit. It took the Lions for they did the coach they hired after Jim Codwell never even won nine games. If I'm not mistaken, Matt Patricia may have won seven or eight games his entire three year time in Detroit. Matt Patricia, his head his head coaching record is 13, 29, and one. Let's look at his head coaching record. Okay. First year, they went 6-10. Second year, 2019, they went 3-12. So that means it took Matt Patricia two years to win nine games. Matter of fact, his last year, they didn't even let him finish the season. They were 4-7. So when you look at the coach that replaced him, even when you look at uh, their current head coach, uh, what's this guy's name? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell right now. When you look at his head coaching record. In Miami, his he spent what 2015 as an interim head coach in Miami. They went five and seven. His first year as a head coach in Detroit, they've gone three and thirteen. Now, when you look at Jim Codwell. Let's look at Jim Codwell's record. I'm going to do that just, just for you. Just his record in Detroit. Jim Codwell's head coaching record. 
in in Detroit, he went eleven and five, seven and nine, nine and seven, nine and seven. Right? Finished second in the AFC North. You know, there's some guy named Aaron Rodgers that keeps winning. So his Detroit total. 36 and 28 in four years. 36 and 28. And what was his last year? Uh, the Lions haven't won 30 games since he left. They, <laughs> they barely. Let me see. What? Matt Patricia went what? Matt Patricia won 13 games. Dan Campbell has won. Uh, three games. So, 16 games. They've won 16 games in the four years since Jim Caldwell left. Yeah. They're averaging. They fired a man who finished 9-7 and seven his last two years. They fired that guy. That guy. And they are averaging four wins a year since he left. Four. I think when we went and looked at it, I think his 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 worst year, Jim Caldwell. What did we say it was? What did I say his bad year? Was what? Well, wasn't it five or six? was seven? His bad year was seven wins. His worst year was seven and nine. They haven't had a season where they got more than six since he left. Jim Codd, they haven't been, they could, on his worst year, he's finished better than every year since they, they finished since he left. And that was 2015. I think Stafford was hurt that year too. Something happened. They finished seven and nine. They haven't had a seven-win season since he left. It's a shame. And you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that there isn't discrimination in the National Football League? I mean, I know there is. It's just how do when you prove it? When it comes to it? hiring coaches, yeah. How do you prove it? This is just dis- It's just disrespectful at this point. And it's so ironic that they have to have a Rooney rule. And the same people that are going to deny the discrimination in the NFL are going to turn right back around and tell you why Joe Biden shouldn't pick a black woman to be on the Supreme Court. This is true. You see how this all connects? Just straight sad. It is. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Happy Black History Month. And this is how I'm going to end the podcast today. Talking about how (laughs) this racism and these hiring practices connect. And the same people, yes, I did it. I'm going to say it again. The same people who are going to tell you why Brian Flores was not being discriminated against and the NFL is not discriminating against black candidates are going to tell you exactly why Joe Biden shouldn't hire a black woman, shouldn't appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. And they're going to fight tooth and nail. Better yet, the way they put it was only choosing a black woman is discrimination.
But we've seen years of all. Well, they've yeah. been only as, as if they haven't been only choosing white men and white women. When did they? I'm just saying. You, we've only a we've only had a woman on the bench since what? Well, Amy Comey Barrett, Comey, Comey Comey Barrett. Barrett was a yeah. woman. Yeah. So that was the last got, one. Yeah. So we haven't. We barely had women. So and then you know it's not, it's not like they're like that men outnumber women like this. So why do we have, you know, why don't why don't we have an even number of men and women? I think this is going to just about, you know, we're going to have what now? Three women on the court? Or is it four? I think it's three. It's going to be three women on the court, which is what we need. We need some women on the court. And now we need, we got a white woman. We got a, a woman of Latin descent. Now we're going to have a black woman. And you know what? You folks are just going to have to deal with that. Yeah. The country isn't only white and male. Yeah. And we shouldn't see only white men getting jobs where they make decisions. Lance, have a good night. <laughs> see y'all next time. Bye. <laughs>